Starting your music career as one-fifth of one of the most popular boy bands in the world is a strong way to make a name for yourself. But what happens afterwards? When the guys you once shared a stage with, a brotherhood with, move in a different direction. And it's just you and the music. Some artists struggle to find their spot in the solo light, and for others, they simply shine. Louis Tomlinson's debut solo studio album Walls spawned five singles and landed itself in the top 10 on the Billboard 200 charts. Now he's back with the sophomore effort Faith in the Future, scoring the pop star his highest charting record to date with a debut at number five on the same Billboard chart. While it's undoubtedly a scary road to leave a band where you found so much success, with talent in your bones, a dedicated fan base by your side, and a little faith in the future, the road is just getting started. This is the Spout Podcast, where famous people spout off about more than what they're famous for. And today, that's Louis Tomlinson. Here's Eric Zachary. Louis, how are we feeling, man? I'm good. I'm You've good. been all over, dude. Yeah, it's been a mad week. Yeah. My couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to get into the travel in a second, but uh, last time we saw each other, it was a very unique thing. I feel like this is going to remind you of a very specific moment. You were on MTV. We were doing a show called Summer in the City, and they had you shoot soccer balls, and I was the goalie. So, Louie, we talked about how much you love soccer, as you call it, football. Did I say that right? Uh, I think we've even got a throwback of you, you as a kid, yeah. in your jersey. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Well, now, obviously, you're all grown up, right? And it's time for us to see how good your football skills are with a little footy with Louie. I've got my... This is such a bad idea. I've got my, uh, my goalie gloves on, and we're going to find out how many goals that you can get past me in 30 seconds. Spoiler alert, it's going to be all of them, all right? All right. It's not the face. Not the fit. All right, are you ready? Are you ready? On your mark. What do you mean, am I ready? I'm going to set, go. Oh, my God. That clip came back up on my timeline recently. Yeah, you were a brave man. You were a brave man that day. Well, so let me give you the backstory, right? The producers are like, hey, we're having Louis on. He, he's an amazing football player. And I'm like, not amazing. He's an amateur. Like, he's an actual football player. And they're like, yeah, you're going to play goalie. <laughs> Terrible idea. Yeah, it was good fun for me, lad. <laughs> Luckily, I asked my producers for a helmet because <laughs> the first goal I caught... And then you were like, oh, man, I got to actually show off now. You, you're the first goalkeeper I've ever seen wear a helmet. I will say that. <laughs> well, I eventually got hit in the head with a ball on live yeah, television. No, fair, so, fair, fair. But uh, it's good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. Yeah, so you've been all over the place. What are your travel essentials? Like, you're, you are an expert when it comes to being on the road, right? Ten plus years now. What do you need with you at all times? I don't really have anything like that. My PlayStation, that's about it, really. You bring a PlayStation with you, everyone? I do. In, in my rucksack's heavy, though, man. It is heavy. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, but I end up, you know, I'll be massive. What are the games? I mean? FIFA? Or? Uh, FIFA, yeah, just rinse FIFA. Play yeah. a bit of NBA, to be fair. Nice. Um, Call of Duty. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice, a little bit of everything. Uh, Faith in the Future, to say we're excited for this, is an understatement. Last time you were about to release an album when Walls came out, you know, you were you were ready to make a name as a solo artist. You were ready to hit the ground running, hit the tour, and then the world stopped. And you got the chance to kind of sit with Walls, and, and we all got it, but you didn't get the chance to really do a lot with it live yet. Uh, and then you've just got off a massive tour. Congratulations. Five continents, I'm hearing. 88 days. Apparently so, yeah. I love the Philippines, I feel all your support. 
Let me start off by saying a massive, massive thank you to every single person in here. It's as simple as this, without these shows, without you guys, these shows would not exist. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Was there anything, I don't want to use the word forgot, but was there anything uh, that you were instantly reminded of when you got to be live in front of fans again and performing this music? Um, it had been such a long time. I mean, I had those two shows before COVID hit, but it had been such a long time that I'd had that consistency of show after show. Sure. So it was, everything just felt better than I remembered it. I mean, I had two years of just like wondering what this, what this tour would feel like. Yeah. And honestly, it's been, it's been absolutely unbelievable. The energy that comes with, with performing live. <laughs> I want to get this quote exact right. Uh, you said that this new album has an emphasis on live sound and multi-dimensional production. What do you mean by multi-dimensional production? Are we going into the metaverse? I don't know if that was a, a, a direct quote. Maybe, okay. uh, maybe I said I was... Maybe I said I was closed-minded a little bit on the first record. I think I, there was a lot of room to be over-analytical on the first album. Yeah. And, like, for example, you know, because I did that Steve Aoki tune to start with and the fact that it was kind of like a pop-dance hybrid. Sure. For that reason, because of that, because I didn't really think that kind of showed off who I was as an artist who, who I wanted to be I avoided any kind of dancey like sounds on the first record sure. so I think that the, this this album I just had there was less time to overthink and more time to kind of be brave and go deeper with using different sounds yeah which I love with bigger than me we can already hear that you can hear how big this record is how live it's supposed to sound too Do we have uh, any idea of, of, of the kind of band you're bringing on with you? I mean, are we going, or is there a full horn section? How, how big is this going to get? As in the band I'm going to play with? Yeah. Uh, my usual band that, okay. that, that I play with. And then normally what we do, with, like the slightly bigger shows, we'll have a little string section. Always adds a yeah. lot having strings on. Yeah. I like that. Right. So when you say string section, like five people, six people, full orchestra? We try and, I think there's normally about eight off the top okay. of my head. Wow, that's very cool. One of Tomlinson's biggest dreams was to create a music festival. And in 2021, he did just that, selling out the 17,000 person venue. Let's talk about your Away From Home Fest. Let's do this that. festival that, uh, you know, you started, you're in charge of, you build, you take to different places. Well, listen, it's always, it's always been a dream of mine, definitely, to create something like this. But it's always been exactly that, a dream, really. Um, but around, around the time of, um, of lockdown, kind of came back to my mind and I thought it might be a nice thing to do and we did with the last festival we did we made it free um, and it was just kind of about celebrating live music being back but also what I like about it it gives me the opportunity to also kind of showcase up-and-coming bands and also you know I, I kind of like the idea of, my, of showing my fans some of these bands because this is the kind of stuff I listen to so it's kind of an advert of that, that what are we looking at next? I don't know. Um, we're just, we're, we're kind of working out at the moment. Um, at some point, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll, I'll definitely bring it over to America. It's just, will it be next year? I don't know. I right. don't know. My, the, 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 my mission for, for next year's festival is just to try and make it feel even bigger than the last one. This year's festival felt massive, to be fair. So it's just about if I can do like, do it over two days yeah. or 
build up a longer kind of lineup so the daylight feels longer, anything like that. So when, bonus. You, when you're starting to think about locations or the, the lineup, how how are you taking, are you, do you have a notes app? You're like, maybe that'd be cool to have this artist on it or this place, or is it just something in the back of your head at all times? Uh, a bit of both. Um, over the year, when I was putting the lineup together for this year, there's just there might be a couple of bands that I've heard along the way that I'll make notes of. Yeah. In terms of like location, um, just want somewhere that looks really cool, really interesting, because uh, that's the thing with this festival, we'll move it about. So where it'll be next year, I've got no idea, but hopefully somewhere nice and sunny. Because we made it, underestimated. We all know Louis Tomlinson as a multi-talented pop star, but things could have been very different if he had followed his initial pursuit of being behind the scenes as a songwriter. You're a songwriter at your core, and I, I want to make sure I got this right, but you were planning on being a songwriter, pursuing that before X Factor and all of that. Potentially, I didn't know what else to do, really. Yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't really thinking about doing a solo career, so I was just like, you know, I write a lot of songs, I might as well give that a go. With all those ideas and those songs that you wrote down, is there anything still percolating maybe you've developed over the years yeah i don't i don't think so i've i've difficulty once i've once i've written a song and maybe it's not been chosen for an album or i haven't pitched it out it, it's kind of like a moment in time so i kind of leave it there um there may well have been something i wrote at the in the early process that that could still be good but i feel like i've evolved quite a lot sure. as a writer since then yeah there'll be time for that at some point but like at, at the moment this is like f- full on you know what i mean <laughs> So when you're sitting with an album, right, you're, you're playing it back, you're, you're giving yourself notes, you're like, okay, I want to tweak this track, or maybe I've listened to it all the way through, and like, let's flip the order a little bit. How long does it take you before you can just sit with it? Before this is my album, I'm not changing it again. In terms of how long it takes, I, I suppose that's different. I guess on, what's like the, the cue, or what's, what's going through your head? You, it, 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 you, can, you can get to like, in terms of being like fully happy with each song on the record, you can get to like 95% and then you could spend, you could spend forever trying to find that extra 5%. So at some point, because we're all perfectionists as, as, as songwriters, so at some point you kind of just have to let it go um, because otherwise there's, there's, there's always room to change a lyric or change a sound or whatever. So at some point you just got to kind of trust your gut and go yeah. with what you got. And you work with a lot of cool people, Jay, uh, Jamie Hartman, who you worked with on Walls and whatnot. I think you said he was one of the first songwriters to trust you and trust your instinct. Let's shout out some people that you worked with on this album, this record. Oh, um, got a memory, right? So Theo, Theo Hutchcraft um, from Hertz, he was a great person to work with. Rob mm-hmm. Harvey, he wrote on uh, Bigger Than Me. Red Triangle, um, Joe Cross plays in the Cortinas. That was fun. Yeah. Um, never ending list, and I'm sure. inevitably going to forget someone. So soz. Well, then let's talk a little bit more about that songwriter room or that writing room, right? What um. Is there anything specific you need from a, a, a mindset capacity when you're going into write, or is it just never ending? It's just a constant script. Um, well, one thing that I tried to do a little bit different this time round. If you, let's say, I was going to the studio tomorrow, and you know, you turn up at, at midday, and you've got the studio booked until like seven, let's say, it 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 all of a sudden feels like work and mm-hmm. and it kind of changes the 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 creative feel so like sure. sometimes if you go on like a writing camp you might be staying for like two three days in a house and it means that you can write freely and when you want to so because of that it means or at least through my experience 
the writing feels more authentic because you're not kind of searching for it and you need to find the song in these six hours. Do you know what I mean? You've got time to yeah. really kind of develop those thoughts. Do you have a preference on a place that you like to write? Um, I've done pretty much all my writing between uh, England and, and LA. I do love writing in England. It's just weather shit a lot of the time. Okay, so we're writing. We have the songwriting. We're, we, we know we're in uh, London. We know we're in the UK. We know we're in uh, LA for that. Thinking about this new album, Faith in the Future, is there anything on it, words, lyrics that you go, I can't wait for the public to have that, for my fans to have this, for it to become theirs? To be honest, it's, it's when I think about those moments of excitement of people hearing you know, what I've had to listen to for the last however long, 12 months, it's about those live moments. The, 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 this album was written very much with, with the tour in mind. Um, Which is unique. Not, sometimes that's not always the case. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's my favourite part of the job. In my opinion, it's the best way to hear music. You know, sure. Those experiences are, are, are priceless. So this record was very much written with, with the live sounds in mind. So I'm, I'm, I'm most excited just to tour this album because yeah. there wasn't a load of tempo on So walls. we are touring this album. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I'm not releasing it for nothing. All right, let's see I cut you off a little bit. You said with walls, that wasn't exactly the mindset or... Yeah, I pretty much finished, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Bella Giannulli. And I'm Jamie Belushi. And we are the hosts of the Nail Polish Sisters podcast. We're here because we've got a lot of questions. That's a question I posed to you. Cool, I'm gonna ask that right back to you. We were wondering. Yeah, this is a big question. So one last question before we go. Honestly... Anything goes at this point. Luckily, this podcast is about us bringing on friends, experts, and very interesting people each week who can help answer those questions. Or get us as close to an answer as humanly possible. Dating. Mental health. Careers. Ben Affleck and Voyage of the Mimi. We are covering it all and we are learning along the way. We've been best friends since we were five and it's time to open up the inner circle. If you like unfiltered content and have an addiction to energy drinks, I think we'll be friends. Tune in Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us at the Nail Polish Sisters for updates and exclusives. Let me just set the scene. Tell me if this sounds even slightly familiar. You're thinking you have X amount of dollars in the bank account, right? You go log in, you do that usual, like, oh, hopefully it's higher than I thought. And you're hit with all these little $2.99 charges, $10.99 charges, $19.99 charges. You're like, where are all these coming from? When did I subscribe to all these? How can I just simply stop them all? That's why I love using Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Fun little fact right here. Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when that actual total is closer to $200. I'm sure you've been there too. You're like, ah, I've got Netflix, I've got Hulu, I've got so-and-so. Yeah, that adds up fast. And it's never easy to just go through and unsubscribe, right? That's where Rocket Money is here to just make your life so much simpler. The app shows you all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. And this is how easy it is to cancel a subscription. All you have to do, this is it, you press cancel. That's it. 
And then Rocket Money takes care of the rest. So go ahead, save yourself some extra cash and just let Rocket Money do all the work for you. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash spout. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash spout. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash spout. Let's jump into some uh, some fan questions. Sound good? She already regrets what she wrote down. Uh, from Hannah, what was your favorite moment from tour with Sunroom? Oh, um, probably um, there was a show. I'm trying to remember which was it. Was it here in Portland? Him up and we ran on and like yeah 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 uh, yeah I'll support um, I think that was just one of those uh, that was are you sure that was the show yeah. Yeah. where we where we we ran on with summary and we wrapped them up and we okay yeah yeah well anyway that's that's the one they know man they know you know better than me innit <laughs> from Natalie uh, my birthday is in 11 days happy early birthday Natalie uh, how would you celebrate your ideal birthday um, don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe go to football and then probably a big night out. Simple as that. Easily pleased. Love that. Love that. This is uh, very appropriate to what we just heard from Alec. Uh, what songs on Faith in the Future are you most excited to play live? Um, a song called Silver Tongues. Um, I mention it every time. That's going to be really, really fun live. Um, some of the song called Out Your System that'll also be really fun you've not heard that either I'm only half of one I think I can be gotta get it out of my system gotta get it out of my chair I reckon written all over your face will be fun to do like Zuzia, am I saying that right? Yeah, Zuzia said, what made you decide to have a deluxe version of the album? Do you find it harder to choose songs that you want to put on the album versus the deluxe? Well, I never I never want to, with Walls and with, with every record I make, I never really want to put, well, obviously, I never want to put any filler on there. You know, I want to make sure. it clinical. So with Walls, I didn't have as many great songs to choose from when I put the album together. That's why it was a little bit shorter than this one. Whereas I kind of knew what I wanted to do on this record. So I just had more songs and I just didn't want to cut some of the ones that I loved. So that's the good thing about the deluxe. You can kind of just keep adding and keep adding. <laughs> and I mean, just the standard album, 16 tracks, right? Yeah, yeah. 16. And again, like even on the first record, like I had this thing where I'm like, I don't want to make one of these albums that's got like 16 tracks because in my head at the time, being closed-minded, I was like, it's cool, let's do like a 10-song, 12-song kind of thing. But nah, no, you just want it all, you lot, innit? You got to remember too, when there's 16, that means there was 
over a hundred sometimes that you're like, mm. okay, this is what it feels right. This is the cohesive story that's being told. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. From Molly, Molly, who by the way, wasn't actually, she didn't get passes to be here. And we saw her outside. She's been outside since 7am. We're like, well, we've got to invite her in. Right. Nice. Nice. She had a question that I heard earlier and we're like, okay, well, we got to ask this. When you think of the lyrics that you wrote for walls versus the lyrics from faith in the future, how do you feel you've grown as an artist when you're comparing the two? Um, I think I think every song you write, you know, you 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 learn a little bit. You learn a bit about your own songwriting. You pick up information from other people that you're collaborating with. So I would say it's pretty cliche, but like as I've got older, I think and and more experienced as a writer, I feel like maybe there's more maturity in the lyrics. Maybe conceptually, there's more maturity. Um, I don't know. You'll have to decide. <laughs> From Francis, and we kind of already touched on this, but I'll officially ask, when can we look forward to new tour dates? Soon. That's all I'll say. Soon. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> um, any, any notes on the, uh, on the album from you guys? You're a genius. You're a genius. Amazing. Nice I like your talk. We love it. And uh, I mean, I just love the big room sound, man. I'm excited to see this live. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Louis Tomlinson, guys. Thanks a lot. To see more of our conversation, search Spout Podcast on IG or Twitter or at spoutpodcast.com. This episode of the Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media, hosted by Eric Zachary, written and narrated by Tamara Dia, produced by Mark Long, and edited and created by Phil Becker. Spout.